Welcome to Ignite Your Confidence for women in leadership who want to speak up and stand out. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Here you'll get all of the tips and tools that you need to stand out with unshakable confidence. Let's jump in to today's episode. How you can be an inclusive leader. I remember when I was young, very young woman, probably young teenager, I would say, I remember somebody in my life had said to me, Karen, always imagine people are walking around with this sign on their forehead that says, make me feel important. And I thought this was such a powerful thing to experience as a kid, because first of all, what a wonderful thing to think about. And it's such a powerful visual to imagine that people have this sign above their head. And it went right along well with my mom's mission or her motto and the way she lived her life. I don't know that she said this was a mission, but she used to often say, be kind. And if we can be focusing on kindness, making people feel important, then honestly, your work is pretty much done <laughs> because people need to feel seen and heard. And when we are seen and heard, we are going to want to do business with you. We're going to want to work with you, hang out with you, all of these things that go along with this. So let me give you these three tips. And there's some sub points within each of these. The first one is to be self-aware. This is the foundational principle of emotional intelligence. How aware are you of yourself and others around you? I was thinking about this today because I was in a restaurant by myself, one of those, you know, just having a burger or something. And this person that sat next to me talked so loud and the poor person that was with him didn't say a word barely. And I was thinking, wow, it'd be so great if he had a little more emotional intelligence to be mindful of the people around him. And that is such a, a small thing in the, the emotional intelligence scale, but it is, it's critical. When I say small thing, I don't mean that it, I'm just saying, but this guy, yeah, was it really a big deal? Not really. But if we think about it from the perspective of what kind of leader do we want to be? Are we attuned to what's going around? So that's actually the first sub point of being self-aware is attunement. Are you attuned to yourself and how you're coming across? And are you attuned to others? Are you aware that, wow, maybe if I look around, I'll notice that some people are looking up and a little bit frustrated because he's being a little bit disruptive. So little things like that can help us to be a lot more mindful and certainly considerate. And when we are considerate, we're coming across in a way that is much more influential for sure. And the second sub bullet of be self-aware is a note or rather a concept called intention versus impact. Many of us have heard of this and this happens all the time in life. We intended to communicate something a certain way, but uh, it isn't the impact that it made. So being mindful of the intent that we have and is that matching with the impact that we're making? And if it isn't, then find out how you can do better next time. A big piece of this is asking for feedback. How did you come across? What feedback do you have for me? Lots of different ways that we can learn more objectively about how we're coming across to others and if what we intended is actually how it came across. This has happened so many times with me in business and also in my personal relationships, and I'm guessing it's happened to you too. And this happens so much where we think we're so clear and then we end up not being as clear as we, we 
meant to be. And this is also so interesting. It's how we mean to come across and how we often, sometimes it just doesn't happen and it's okay. We also have to have grace for ourselves, but being self-aware is the uh, absolute gold. If you can be self-aware and notice how your actions are affecting others, that is absolute gold. And it's going to help you be an incredible leader. The next component of being an inclusive leader is to show care. Number one within this sub bullet of show care is seek first to understand. I can remember reading Stephen Covey's book way back when, and one of his seven habits of highly effective people is to seek first to understand. And we really need to emphasize first, seek first to understand too often, and I understand we that we all want to be understood. <laughs> it's a lot of understand understood. We all want to be understood. So it's our natural tendency to want to talk and share our perspective or our our side if there's a conflict. But I want to encourage you to remember to seek first to understand. And simply how you can do that is by asking questions and listening. You want to get the other person's perspective. I also can think of many times where I have jumped to conclusions. And this, by the way, is so much what our brain does, jump to conclusions and then find out later, oh, like I might be frustrated with somebody and think, why didn't they ever get back to me? I had such a clear email or it was so great. I, I would have thought they would have wanted to respond. And then I find out later they never got the email. It went into their spam folder or something like that. Remember that a lot of times it isn't what you think. And by asking questions and seeking first to understand, you're going to have a much clearer picture of what's going on. Uh, the other thing under show care is to show empathy. It's so important to do this. We need to get in the well with people. People don't want to be given unsolicited advice. All people generally need is connection. Most people know what they need to do. And if they want advice, they'll ask you for it. And if you really want to give advice, then ask permission. Ask if they want your advice because they may not. And you're going to have a much better relationship if you start with something like, wow, that sounds really hard or that sounds really frustrating. I'm sorry that happened to you. Something like that, that gives more of an empathetic response rather than jumping in with advice. And the last thing you want to say when somebody is having a challenging situation is to say, well, at least you had this, or at least you had that. This is not a time to be saying at least this. Nobody wants to hear that when they're frustrated, but people want to feel connected. And the way we feel connected to is by showing empathy and understanding. The next sub bullet under show care is to ask questions. Ask probing questions, things like help me understand or tell me more, even though I know that's not technically a question, it's a way to probe to get more information or what landed for you in what I just said, what resonated with you. Help, again, help me understand is probably one of my favorites. Or let's say things didn't go well and you could say, help me understand where I wasn't clear and take the ownership you're going to have a much better relationship if you do, even if it's not your fault, at least starting with the possibility that it might be or the possibility that there is another side to things. That's going to help you so much because 
I think it was Dr. Phil or I can't remember who said it. But somebody said, do you want to be right or do you want the relationship? Dr. Henry Cloud also has said that. But that's a really good thing to keep in mind. Do What do you want? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. And yeah, best to just think what is going to be best for the relationship. And I'm also not saying to roll over like a doormat. I'm simply suggesting when things are unclear or fuzzy, you don't have to be the one going to the grave with, well, you said this. And I also tell you this from somebody who is, if you're familiar with Enneagram One, it's all about preciseness and making sure that things are all lined up. So sometimes it's hard for me to accept imperfection in myself. A lot of the time it's hard for me and I've worked very hard on getting better at that and releasing some of those challenging, judgy things that we do with ourselves. So sometimes I project that onto other people and I don't want to do that, but asking questions can help you. The fourth component under show care is to pause, listen, and be slow to respond. And what I mean by this is literally pause, giving silence for the person to talk. Too often we end up asking questions and then we immediately want to jump in and answer it for them. Or we want to give them a drop down menu, which is not helpful. We ask a question and then we say, well, is it this? Is it this? Is it that? And we've got to stop, close our mouth and listen. So being slow to respond can be very helpful. And in fact, one of my clients, she's amazing. She said she would respond too quickly in meetings she called it reacting, which I think is a good, important thing to keep in mind. Are you responding or are you reacting? So I suggested a mantra for her that she uses and it's called stop, pause, breathe. She does that right before she wants to jump in and respond or jump in at a meeting. She says, stop, pause, breathe. And then after she does those three things, that's when she determines if it is appropriate for her to keep speaking. All right. The third, wait, did I tell you all of these? Okay. Yes. I'm almost done. <laughs> Be self-aware is number one. Number two is show care. And then number three is to be curious. One of the best things that I read somewhere years ago was to entertain all new ideas for five minutes. This is particularly significant if you manage a team of people. It is so easy as the boss to dismiss ideas or discount them because we've tried them before or we, we may have more experience than the other person. So we think, oh, that's not going to work. And it's so easy to dismiss. We have to change our mindset on this and entertain all new ideas for five minutes. Imagine what would happen if somebody came up and said, I have this idea. And you say, okay, great. Let's brainstorm about it. Tell me more. And you could even use this as a wonderful thing within your teams to say, okay, let's put on the timer five minutes. That can help significantly. Imagine how great everybody would feel. And then the second component under be curious is to adopt a yes and mindset, which comes from improv. I love this. The main component of improv or the main rule of improv is to say yes. So often what happens, as you all heard, people go, yes, but yes, that's a great idea, but blah, 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 blah. And the but negates everything that was said before that. 
If instead we adopt this mindset of yes and, what that does is it helps build on ideas. This does not mean that you use yes and as a uh, way to say things with really wanting to say but. I've seen this done. I've seen it abused in corporate environments where people are thinking they're all savvy. Somebody in a meeting says something, has an idea, and the other person goes, yes, and, and all of a sudden it sounds like a big old but. So this is not about the words necessarily. This is about a mindset. It doesn't mean that you have to say yes, and it means, oh, yes, you're acknowledging the idea. Tell me more. Yes, and we could also do this. That's the concept of yes, and it's an acknowledgement. It is about building on ideas rather than shutting them down. So that is where I would suggest you think about what will work best in your teams to be a more inclusive leader. And one bonus example that I want to share with you made me think a lot, because when I teach people on presenting at meetings and that kind of thing, a lot of those meetings are in conference rooms. And what I have noticed, which is the first way to dismiss or have somebody feel dismissed is let's say you're sitting in a conference room and most of the people are on your right. Let's say you're on one side of it, maybe not one on, not on the end of the table, but you're on a side of the table that is toward the end. And most of the people are on your right. Let's just envision that scenario. And you've got one person sitting right next to you on the left. Most of our attention, because the majority of the people in the room are going to be in the actual room to your right, you're looking at them. It takes a lot of practice and intention to turn once in a while to the person on your left to in include them. This is something I have noticed is an absolutely phenomenal thing when it's done well. And you've got to be intentional. If The better idea is to position yourself in a conference room where you're not seated with one person on the end next to you. But I know that isn't always something that is in our control. Basically, the key is to remember to include everybody as possible in your conversations and in your meetings. The last thing I want to share is a story about my mom. This was when I went to a church event that she was part of years back and we walked into the hall and there were tables of eight people and we went and sat down and she, as we were walking to the table, she whispered to me and said, let's make sure to sit at that table because I've noticed that that woman is sitting there and most people aren't talking to her. So we want to draw her out and make sure she feels included in the conversation. And it warmed my heart that my mom is so attuned or was, she has passed away now, but she was so attuned to other people and caring and drawing them out, asking questions, showing that she cared deeply about them, even if she just met them. I was always impressed by that and learned a lot from her as a kid. All right, folks, let's re review these again. How to be an inclusive leader. Number one, show care. Number two, no, no, no. <laughs> Scratch that. Redo. Number one, be self-aware. Number two, show care. Number three, be curious. And I would love to hear from you what you thought about these tips. I would also love it if you would like to talk to me more about potentially bringing me in as a speaker to your corporation or to your next event. 
And I am on a mission to eradicate self-doubt in 10 million women in the next 10 years. And it's a whole social initiative called 10 and 10. And I would love to talk with you if you think that there's somebody at your company that would be interested in elevating and empowering women and aligning with me on the mission by being an ambassador. Have a wonderful day. And that's a wrap of another episode of Ignite Your Confidence. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps other people find the podcast faster, and it certainly helps me. If you're interested in more tips and tools around confidence, please join me over in my Facebook group called Ignite Your Confidence with Karen Laus. Remember, you too can stand out with unshakable confidence. <laughs>